Ahoy, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled. It's your favourite fact podcast. Nine facts on the way for you, brand new things, and we'll decide whether they are worth sharing or worth chucking in the bin of utter nonsense. My name's Dan, thank you very much for being there. Facts this week for you about watermelon politics, Dolly Parton, and a strange baseball trade. Connor is also there, what's on your end? How's it going? Today we're going to talk about figs. We're also going to talk about a big old performance of music and rubbers, erasers, depends where you are in the world. Okay. A big old performance of music. What a sell. Mark is also here. What you got? Right, this week I'm going in search of Pete. Why do we have jokers? And finally, why TV makes you fat. Insert Dan joke there. Don't know what he's talking about, Slender Man. (laughs) Stick around, it's a brand new episode of Baffled. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, who is this mystical Pete, Mark? Is, is, it, is it vital to the fact? Uh, I mean, it, I would say it is the crux of the fact that we are on the search for Pete. I want to know who this fact, who this Pete is, but I, I don't. But I don't want any of the other things. I just want to know who Pete is. I feel like you have built this up much more than the fact is worth, and you're going to be incredibly disappointed. Well, you've Perhaps, used yeah. you've used the way of explaining the fact as well, which has created so much like, who the, like mythical Pete. Like, well, if you just tell me that mythical Pete is just an ordinary guy and there's not really much to this, this is. I the don't worst. think I could name you one famous Pete. Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah it's not, re- it's not, not that real Pete. person, is it? It's not Pete, that Pete. Um, Who's that dude that's going out with Kim K now? Pete Davidson? Oh, Pete Davidson, yeah. yeah. It's not him either. Yeah. This Pete goes back Peter Wonder? I really am struggling. Who's that? I think he's like the nephew of Stevie Wonder. Yeah, great. Yeah, great. Well, this isn't, this isn't the, uh, the Pete podcast. Right, I'm going to kick things off today. Oklahoma's state vegetable is the watermelon, which is a fruit. Mm. That's wonderfully bizarre and ridiculous. Well done. Oklahoma. Oklahoma feels like... I, I don't know whether it's just me. Okay, but whenever like there's weird mm. that happens or like, you know, people want to blame it on a state, Oklahoma seems to be the go-to state. It seems to be the state you blame all the stuff on. What else has happened in Oklahoma? I don't know. I, just, I feel like if I, if, I, if I was stuck in conversation and I need to blame something on a state, Oklahoma would be the go-to. I'd be, I, I, Oklahoma, I, I, happened in Oklahoma somewhere, I don't know. Or like you tell a story like, oh, I watched the Netflix documentary and this happened. Can't remember where it was. Where was it? Oklahoma. Like the there. only thing Oklahoma is famous for is having a musical called Oklahoma. Mm. The Where the thing. wind goes sweeping down the plains. 
Uh, it's the panhandle above your favourite state, Connor, Texas. It is indeed, yeah. I've never been to Oklahoma. My cousins rave about it, though. They say that it's like a really cool place to go. I've just never been. Well, why, why would you leave Austin the greatest place in the world, eh? Well, exactly. I don't need to be anywhere else. Uh, it provides. So why watermelon and why vegetable? Sounds like a stupid idiot hasn't done that. It's, ha- it's been happened for about 10 years. Well, actually, no, much more than that. It's happened for 15 years now-ish. Back in 2007, Joe Dorman who was a state representative, so in politics, uh, he was a Democrat and he pushed for the watermelon, his favourite fruit, to be the state fruit of Oklahoma, but that was already taken, so he had to make do with it being the state's vegetable. Now, since that's happened, it's become a bit of a political football because a Democrat has made it the state vegetable. The Republican wants to repeal that to get a new vegetable as the actual to get an actual vegetable as the vegetable and it's taking up so much time which they could be spent doing other things. Joe Dorman, the lawmaker, he wants to get over this issue. He says there's a $611 million budget shortfall. There are more important things to focus on than whether a watermelon is a fruit or a vegetable. I just It's not a discussion really, is it? It's, I a, mean, it's it, a fruit. It is ridiculous, but I also love love the moxie on this guy to go, oh, fruit's taken, Dad, just put it as a vegetable. Like, if vegetable was taken, what was he going to do? Make it the national animal of doesn't it of Oklahoma? Or is he just going to keep it, going until he found something it could be? Doesn't it kind of sum up just maybe politics in general, though? It's just complete bloody nonsense stuff that happens. Like, that there is the perfect example, maybe, of just what actually goes down. It's like, it doesn't really... It's actually a fruit, but that's already taken. So we'll just make it a vegetable. Also, watermelon, what? massively overrated. Just throwing that out there. Well, so, so, two, so two things here. On the second point, you're wrong. It's actually one of the world's greatest fruits. It's, it's just I'm, what I'm curious about is the point where he suggest he, he as Mark said, oh, it can't be the fruit, so I'm going to try and make it the vegetable. How then it became that? Like, surely there's a process. Surely one person can't go. Oh, by the way, I'm going to make this a vegetable. Mm. All right then. Surely a lot of people would have said, hang about, you're missing one key ingredient here. It ain't veg. It's one of the world's greatest fruits. Let's get another veg. Really it's not another category it? you could have put it in, like official food of Oklahoma or official green thing of Oklahoma like is there not like another category they could have put it in where it was actually correct rather than just making it the official vegetable it's very similar Most to the, the uh, tomato debate this isn't it it really well, is well it's not because because it is just a fruit that's what it is and also these things shouldn't be a debate they either are or they aren't the problem is I can't remember which one the tomato is but a watermelon tomato is, is fruit a fruit. Yeah. So tomato is fruit. Something about the seeds being inside, right? Yeah. That, that if you made the tomato the official vegetable, I'd, like, I'd be all right, all right, fine. Sure. Whatever. Like, I'm all right with that. But, you know, it's a watermelon. There's never been a debate about a watermelon being a fruit or a vegetable. Potato, potato. Yeah. As the famous saying goes. Mark, give us your first fact of the show. Jokers exist in a pack of cards due to... Hi- due to a historically popular game called Utra. So the game was big in the 1860s. They had two trump cards, the left boa and the right boa. And boa basically translates to jack. And in the game, they needed a card that was better than that. And the card was called a joker, which then became a joker. And that is why every pack of cards has two jokers in. All dates back to the what, 1860s. When's the, uh, when's the fact about Pete? I'm going to leave that till last because I know you're really intrigued by it. Oh, yeah. No, leave that one till last. You just warm us up really nicely by taking us back to the 1860s. Cheers, Mate, Mark. You, you love the history ones. I know that. I, I pick them especially for you. <laughs> I love history and even I didn't 
even you lost me very quickly in that. Yeah, so what was it? So they used I to play a game I, I where you inter- needed a, a joker. Yeah, can I just yeah. intervene, Dan? I'm with you there. The minute you said the name of the game, I was trying to remember the name of the game by the time you started yeah. talking next. So I've got no idea what's going on here. <laughs> Sometimes it is an art, isn't it? Trying to pay attention and, and not let your mind run away with things. So they used to play this game. Well, why can't the king be the highest card? Because, so essentially they needed the card to beat the joke, to beat the jack. Uh, and that card in the German game was called a joker. So the Joker became Joker, and that is why there's a Joker. So they created this card especially because the king was already within the uh, within the game. You needed those other fifty cards. So but the Joker, I, the Joker didn't have a value as such. Sorry, but it didn't. It, it was just it was just an infinite thing that just beat kings. There wasn't yeah, a kind essentially. of essentially. Yeah, mm. it was an What's infinite the, thing what? that just was the best game in the land. And because this game was so popular. The Joker became part of the 52 pack of cards. That's why you have two Jokers in a pack. Why do you... I mean, it sounds like a ridiculous game to invent. Why would you make a game that needs more cards than you've actually been Yeah, I mean, that is a fault with it in the first place. Um, I'm not entirely sure that the people have thought this one through. Um, And yet. And yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, 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 I'm interested by this. And I'm also happy that I know why they're there but kind of seems just like a little bit of a pointless thing that's just still there today, you know? Yeah, it does. given that this was big in the 1860s and then Bridge took over and then, you know, people just got on with their lives and cards aren't that big anymore. They still and go, snap. Yeah, we're going to put two Jokers in there. And Snap. And Snap, yes, Connor. Snap is a big popular game. Stick the quiz music in. Let's play How Much Can Connor Remember From That Fact? <laughs> What what was the original name of of the card that they needed to be the highest scorer? Juka. Correct. What card did that Juka need to defeat? King. Uh, I think it was a Jack. It was a Jack. Oh. Uh, what what was the name of the why, game? Why a Jack? A, a Queen and King beats Jack. Yeah, but it's not to do with the numerical values on it. The Jack is because the card was called the best bower, and bower in German was a Jack. It's it, it's just how the game works. Right, back to the quiz. That was it. Was what was the name of the game? Unchika. Close enough. Utra. Utra. There you go. Uh, thank you very much, Mark. Connor, what's your first fact of this show? So Dan, you might want to know this one because you're a vegan. Always. If you're a vegan, you don't want to be eating figs. Figs are a no-go for you. Right. Okay. Well, I'm not a vegan, but anyway, for the sake of this fact. Why can't I eat figs, Connor? Well, it does actually apply to you too, because you're a vegetarian, but anyone who is on a plant-based diet, will want to remove those figs from their little palate. Reason being, while the figs themselves are, yes, fruit, they often include bugs. Vegan Life explains that a female wasp will enter the fig, passing into a part of the plant known as the... Again, this is, this is what bugs me with things. It's a name called the Kalimarnia, right? It's spelled ridiculous, but it's something important. Kalimarnia. You did choose the fact, though, didn't you? I did, yeah. I, I had um, the, the Apple laptop pronounce it back to me. Anyway, while trying to lay her eggs in that area, eventually she dies and is broken down by a protein digesting enzyme inside the fig. There we go. I don't see, I don't see the issue with this because when you eat the fig, the wasp isn't there because it's been broken down. But it's inside. That would be, yeah, but that, that's like saying you can't eat 
you can't eat some plants because okay. they've grown from the floor okay. where animals have died and enriched the soil. I'll pose you this then. Puccinesca pasta. Sure. Right? Right of it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, yeah, you, but, yeah. You start with anchovies and then they just completely dissolve. Would you eat it? Well, it's a bit different, isn't it? Because it's the act of putting the anchovies in. Yeah, but it, the wasp is in. I, I, I've... I've yeah, yeah, but I haven't put the wasp, and the wasp is completely breaking down by the time I eat the fig. Okay, so I put it in then. I put the anchovies in and break them down and give it to you. No, because you're, I'm, I'm eating a meal where you have put a dead creature in it. Yeah, but a dead creature's in that, in the fig. It's yeah, but by, by the... By, by the yeah, but it's, that, all, it's it's part It's part of a natural process, and it's the, the, the fig has broken down that wasp. It's not like when I eat a fig... There's half a wasp's ass sticking out the back of it, is it? It's completely it's been broken down by that time. Yeah, but, but it's I mean, he's got a point. He's got a point. Oh. There ain't half a wasp's ass hanging out the back. No, but a wasp has been in what there. What figs are you eating? Well, yeah, but it's the same. Like Animals die in the soil and then their nutrients break down in the soil, which allows plants and things to grow, and I eventually eat those. But Am poor, I not meant to eat those? The poor wasp has laid her eggs no, in the fig. Don't, don't, don't you get me started about the poor wasps. There ain't nothing poor about those silly sods. Mark, hate them. what do you I reckon? Hate, I hate the life of them. I mean... A large part of me does not care. <laughs> the other part of me says, I'm kind of with Dan here because it's like the whole argument that avocados aren't vegan because bees are bought in to help pollinate. And it's like, it's like, no, come on. Just, isn't it, isn't it's, it's not, it's not I enough. With, it's not yeah. enough. I agree with that more than I agree with the fig thing. Isn't yeah, it always But it's still not though. enough to make it not vegan. Like, they're just doing what they're doing. Isn't it always wonderful where you ask Mark what he thinks about it? He poses the fact that he doesn't care after he's just told you a fact about card games in the 1860s. Probably that he cares about. about. Yeah. That he cares about. I don't know if I've ever eaten a fig. Oh, they're sh- I've had fig rolls before that you dip in your tea, and that is dog, mate. They are literally, they just taste like stale biscuit. Just yeah, not but, good. But are you getting the cheap ones that have still got half a wasp hanging out the back? I think that's the problem. Yeah. Right, second fact of the show for me. Dolly Parton sleeps in her makeup. Any idea why that would be? In case her husband wakes up and fancies a little at like 2am. Well, perhaps that's not the reason. Is it in case she dies in her sleep? It's in case she has to go out at short notice in the middle of the night. If there's a fire in her building, if there's an earthquake around her and she needs to quickly leave, that she says, you never know when there's going to be paps around. So she goes to sleep fully coiffured with her hair and a face full of makeup. And then she washes it off in the morning. Has anyone ever seen Dolly Parton without makeup? Like, do you reckon she's just got an entirely different face? Which is why she needs to avoid paps without makeup at all costs. I I imagine she wears makeup pretty much i don't know for 23 hours and 10 minutes of the day i once got told by a friend of mine at school that um he fell asleep with the chewing gum in his mouth and woke up and it was powder mm. is that true probably no that sounds probably, like no that probably bullshit. because it's the whole thing isn't it where it takes like your gut a billion years to break down gum so i can't imagine that it's just instantly evaporate unless your unless your, ma- your mate's got i don't know saliva made of acid I, it's probably not a thing yeah, I, I, I would like to um, meet Dolly Parton with no makeup. I feel like that would be interesting and be like, as in Dolly Parton with no makeup or you with no makeup? Yeah, I, I know I've never worn makeup just to put it out there. It's not my, not really my thing. I wore a little bit of concealer once on a little spot that was a you bit You were very too quick bright. to deny that. I've, I've, so I've never worn, worn it. I've never, I've never worn makeup. It's fine if you want to, Connor. 
You were just very I, quick there to be like, I've, I've never done it, never done it, never done it. I actually swiftly then went on to explain the time that I did wear makeup. But yeah, so do you reckon there's big old money in the old Dolly Parton makeup list? Do you reckon there's big old money in that? The Sun are going to want to put it front page? Yeah, I just, I just don't... Is, is that going to... In fairness to Dolly Parton, I, I, I can't imagine her skin is fantastic from... 60 years of wearing makeup. Bold it's quite old now. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to sell a lot of papers. What, um, what's her most fa- uh, famous song? The, the big one. Oh, it's, um, it's, uh, heaven is a half pipe. L- I love up? that one. Heaven is a half pipe. I don't even know how it goes like. If I die before I wake, at least in heaven, I can skate. Never heard of that one. <laughs> no, it's nine to five. Nine to five. <laughs> Working nine to f- That's it. I wouldn't even know, <laughs> genuinely, if I walked past Dolly Parton in Tesco's, I wouldn't know it was her. Yeah, yeah, you would. I wouldn't. Yeah, you would. I wouldn't. Of course you would. No. Yeah, of course you would. It's very hard. Even if you didn't know it was Dolly Parton, you know that it was someone incredible, and I think you would very swiftly jump to the idea that it's Dolly Parton. If she had no makeup on, we genuinely wouldn't know. I mean, she's a white. How old is she? How old is she? No, I can't. Hang on. I don't know. I think she's all right for 85. Who is that on the left? That isn't her. Dolly Parton without makeup, apparently. No, no. not yeah, no. Just to, not let, just to let you all know, because I always get Mark having to go at me for it. Mark is showing us a photo on a podcast to talk about, and I always get told about doing things that people can't see. So, Mark, yes, there we go. So yeah, that's the reason why. Also, it's not just her. Apparently, Tony Bennett would go to sleep wearing almost a, pajama, a suit made of pyjamas just in case he needed to step out. He would always go down to breakfast in the hotel looking a million dollars. Just in case, you've got to keep up the act. Absolutely. I'm all about that. Yeah, no, I get it. The joys of being famous, eh? What's your act, Connor? What's your kind of brand? Just a little bouffanted hair, really. Salt spray. No, but what's your... Like, Dolly Parton is, you know, blonde. Yeah. Big old boobs. She's like a country and western star. Very glitz, very glamour. What's your brand? Sort of big head, a um, little bit indie maybe, and wearing two rings. I wouldn't have said you're indie. I'm definitely not Essex. No, not indie. I wouldn't say you're indie. Mm. What would your brand? Have you ever seen Hey Arnold? No. Oh, your 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 brand is Hey Arnold. I would say, look it up. I would say, based on this conversation right now, the arsehole's falling out. Of this fact, isn't it? <laughs> well, it, it was, but well, it, I was going, but then you said you're indie, and I thought that I can't let that go. Mark, give us your second fact of the show. Eating while watching TV isn't because TV makes you hungrier, but rather TV makes you forget how full you really are. So eating and TV go hand in hand, uh, whether it be, you know, a bit of popcorn while you're watching a movie, crisps, chocolates, whatever it is. Um, roast dinner for you. Roast dinner for me, exactly. Just, you know, a light snack at 9pm in the evening. AFC um, bucket after his three-course meal. I mean, obviously, you've got, it's got to be done. Got to get the gravy to dip it in as well. But anyway, there is a genuine uh, cognitive association in human brains between television and snacking because it's so common. But the reason that you can snack and snack and snack and snack isn't because it's a uh, it's a stimulant to your appetite. It's more it's an appetite distraction. So you're so focused on the TV or what you're watching, the movie, that actually... You ignore all of your gastronomical and neurological cues that are telling you you're getting full, so you just keep eating. There is something... God, people are stupid, aren't they? People there is something, though, so wonderful, isn't there, about cinema popcorn when it's slightly warm and a good film. I mean, it's one of the best combinations out there. No, it does my head in. <laughs> what like what I don't nuts. understand about cinemas is cinemas well, uh, are the noisiest right. foods. 
Like, yeah. think of the food you eat in cinemas. They're all noisy. So I've got a few issues. Well, hang on. I, I, don't get me wrong. I enjoy eating popcorn. I don't understand this need that people can't... Because as you said, Mark, the foods are very loud. Mm. I can't understand why people can't go two hours without eating. Just sit yourself there and watch the film. Why do you need to placate yourself with nachos, with popcorn, with hot dogs for two hours? I don't think it's an I'm, I'm It's just with an you. enjoyment. It's like an enjoyment. It's like a, just a thing that you enjoy yeah. doing, like smoking. I, right? I, I about to say it is I agree. It's one of those things I, where it comes down to that cognitive association that you go movie, popcorn. So as soon as you start watching a movie, your brain starts going, you should be having popcorn right now. Yeah, I get that. I just think that I don't. I don't ever think people enjoy more than I would say a few handfuls, and then you're sitting there with this vast, massive vat of popcorn. You just have to shovel it in because you spent about seven quid on it. It's preposterous. I don't agree. I actually don't agree. I I, I enjoy it. I love pop. Uh, sweet and salted th- popcorn combined with a little bit oh. of chocolate during a oh film. Oh my god! It's great. Oh my god! Well, that's the worst flavor of the lot. Sweet and salted combined. Why mm. would you do that to yourself? What would you're, you go for then? Maybe I had to. Uh, I'd probably go for sweet if I was in the cinema. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy I enjoy some of it. Like I enjoy the initial act of it. I just think that after about five minutes, you're over it. Yeah. Mm. And I'm 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 a man that enjoys joy. You know what I do love in in the cinema a little tinny, smuggling a little tinny, couple of Stellas. I'm all over that. That's what I'm about. Stellas in the cinema. Oh, that's a bit rogue. Cut the stellars well, in the cinema ca- when you're watching the kids' well, well, film. Well, well, well no. Because <laughs> uh, they're in cans, aren't they? So they're easier to open. The problem is Also, Mark. very noisy thing to open. Yeah. No, no, no. I've, I've perfected the, the, the cough. Mark. <coughs> Mark <laughs> very... Just make it really loud and obvious and long, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, no. no one suspects that at all. Mark has to be very, very careful because most of the films that he goes to see are the average PG, so... You know, the Disney films. You can't be smuggling many stellars in there, I tell you. Connor, give us your second fact of the show. Okay, the world's largest performing rock band included 953 musicians. The Beijing Contemporary Music Academy achieved this record on June 16th of 2016. Uh, it happened in China. It included 349 singers, 154 guitarists, and 151 drummers. 100 bassists also took part in the performance, along with 100 keyboard players and 98 players at the wind instruments. Look, I, I, I don't want to, I know I just went on a massive, needless rant about popcorn. I feel, I feel we should have a an instant veto on any record facts because we could get to the point where I could just read out the Guinness Book of Records. No, no, I don't agree because that one's a good fact. I like that. Imagine that actually happening, trying to work. I don't remember any of the numbers. What What were the figures? 953 musicians. Right. It's a lot of bloody people. 349 hey. singers. You might. I would argue at that point it's an orchestra. Yeah. Connor, you might say that. It's a record-breaking amount of people. Very well. You know. Very well could be. Yeah, very well could be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a good point, Mark. At what point does it become an orchestra? Yeah, I think at that point it's is an orchestra, it it's not a band, right? A band is like a small group of musicians. I guess it's instruments. Yeah, but I think if you've got if you've got more than one, more than I think it goes band, then what ensemble, they play? and then orchestra. I feel like that's size, based on size rather than based on instrument. Mm. What did they play? What did they play as a song? Yeah, Just yeah, one yeah. of their things they do from the Music Academy. There weren't any, there weren't, there weren't a cover of like One Direction or anything. It was just a... Just the track that they do, you know. I'm, I'm glad that you clarified that because I genuinely thought you was going to leave out. Oh, yeah, they do one of the songs they do, you mm. know. <laughs> I thought, great, thanks, Connor. I really hadn't figured that one out. <laughs> they just, they, they, they just did one of the songs. The they just did a song. Uh, 
Um, incredible. And, you know, if they played live, I'd imagine the audience, the, the, the band on stage far outnumbers the audience for a lot of the time. Maybe. Absolutely. Yeah, but 900... Do you ever know the band The Polyphonic Spree? No. They did the song L- Light and Day. Light Is it and Night Day. And Day? What? what? No, not that one. No. It was the Sainsbury's advert, I think, for a bit. It went burr, burr, bum, Didn't they also do Heaven is a Half-Pipe? No, it's Dolly Parton. You'll know the song. If you listen to the Polyphonic Spree, I think it's called Light and Day. Anyway, I bring them up because they were a band with an obscene amount of members. Now, I find that more impressive than this Chinese troupe that have got over 900 because they've only really, I guess, have they only done that for the record? You know, like this isn't a thing that they do all the time, I can't imagine. Whereas bands that have a lot of people in it generally, you know, they've got to make the dynamics work. That's very interesting. Whereas like a lot of people turning up just to play a bass for a song and drums for a song, there's not, nothing impressive. I think it's a bit pretty, pretty big achievement that, to be honest with you. I think that's pretty, like it's a lot of bloody people. I don't think they, I think that's, I think that's a pretty, I'd like to see some, some other thousand people attempt to do that and see how well it goes. Were they a regular band? Listen, did they meet up often or did they just do it for the show, just, for the record? They just attempt? done it for this moment and then also done it. Yeah, at- surely it's quite easy then because you just give people the sheet music. You give people, tell people what they need to play. You say, right, turn up here at 10 o'clock. Three, two, one, let's no, go. No, 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 no. It wasn't all repetition. And if repeating each I other. die before I wait. Some of it had like no, solos but- and it all kind of combined and made an amazing song. No, no, I understand that. But what I mean is, is that everyone's been told what they have to play. Yeah, but it's so- still a lot. You've got to keep in time. A lot of bloody people. People. Yeah, well, but if you're a musician, count. you should be able to do that. It doesn't matter how many people there are; it's just staying in time. Yeah, but you also you've got to be aware of everybody else around you. Hey, listen, this is a this is a big thing. This don't try and knock it. I'd love to see you two do it genuinely. That well, yeah, but if there was 999 other people and they needed a thousand <laughs> yeah. person to go along and play a bass, I would go and get my bass guitar and go and play. Yeah. This is the point, Connor. I would do it because I'm going to get sent and told what I need to play on the guitar, and I turn up at a specific date on a specific time at a specific place and I'd go three, two, one and start jamming. I think a, li- I think a live performance of 953 musicians playing a song all together, bearing in mind they're not all repeating each other so they're not all doing the same thing on bass so we've got to work and flow and it's just not a case of just looking and going, oh, I'll just be in time with everyone else. I think it's quite an impressive thing. When I see bands perform, they have to make sure everyone around them is doing the right thing. Keep in time with it, work with it, understand what the drummer's doing. I think it's impressive. Hello, sorry to interrupt your podcast. We didn't do that. It's just been magically done for us. We do a podcast, which I think you might like if you like this podcast. Our podcast is called The A to Z of Men with me, Chris Brooks. And me, Scott Robinson. And what's the podcast about, Scott? I mean, what we're doing really is giving you an insight, a delve into the male mind. We're going through the alphabet letter by letter. I submit a word, Chris submits a word, and we battle it out to see what word goes into the A to Z of Men. And you can get us wherever you get your podcast podcast from just search for the a to z of men ready to pop the question the jewelers at blue have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. If you want to get in touch with the show, by the way, it's info at bafflepod.com. Uh, we're on socials at BafflePod on TikTok and Insta too. Mark, anything dropped our way? Yeah, Danielle sent us a message on our Instagram at BaffledPod. She has said, Hi, Baffled is my favourite podcast and I look forward to a new episode every week. I just listened to this week. Nice one, Danielle. Just listened to this week's and when I heard Mark's fact about left-handed people having shorter lifespans, I just had to write and share a related fact. Did you know that gingers are more likely to be left-handed? My son is red-haired and left-handed, and someone shared this fact with me. I looked it up, and it does appear to be true. Apparently, recessive traits like red hair and left-handedness tend to come in pairs. So maybe Mark's potentially limited lifespan does have something to do with him being ginger after all. And that's from Danielle. Wow, that's a good fact. Mm. I mean, and look... I, I, being left-handed and ginger, that, that's very interesting. At least if your son isn't morbidly obese, he's doing one better than Mark, Thank I would you. say. Very good fact, Danielle. Thank you so much for getting in touch. Uh, it's info at bafflepod.com if you want to do that too. Also, just I thought I'd remind you, we are creeping ever closer to finding out who Pete is. Before we do that, let me tell you about the New York Yankees. This is incredible. <clears throat> Two new New York Yankees baseballers. A few years ago, took part in one of the strangest sporting trades ever. Fritz Peterson and Mike Kikik had separate press conferences to announce they had not only traded wives, but they traded lives. They swapped their wives, they swapped their homes, they swapped their kids. They got bored one day and they were all friends. I don't know, maybe a swinger situation. You know how things were in the 70s. This is 1973. You've got to be a good swinger. There you go. Thank you very much. They were they were at a dinner party and then it was suggested, hey, why don't we swap lives? They gave it a go for a little bit. They stopped for a little bit, but then they picked it back up. And then forever, these two men swapped their okay. lives with each other. Right. Here we go. How close were they to retirement? Were they playing at the time this happened? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How close were they to retirement, roughly? Uh, I, 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 can't, I can't tell you specifically, but they would have been in the prime of their careers. Yeah, they're worried about retirement. I tell you, they need something going on in their lives that keeps them being spoken about. And this nonsense shit gets you on loose women, doesn't it? So that's why they've done it. There we go. Gets you on loose women. I mean, I it... mean, that is pretty much everyone's <laughs> motivation in life. I could do it. 
because it will get me on loose women. So might as well. How it ended was interesting. So Fritz and Suzanne were extremely happy. Mm. Made their Bet it was Suzanne's idea. Swap. Wasn't it? Mm. Sounds so like they, a Suzanne. No, Sounds like she's yeah. probably moaning about it too when she come up with the idea. All, all, both of the couples they stayed close to each other because obviously the dads still wanted to see their actual kids and not their new adopted kids. It's all very bizarre. Uh, Fritz and Suzanne, they became, you know, they hit it off. They became married. They stayed married forever. Mike and Marilyn could not find happiness that lasted. Um, and they broke things off rather quickly. They were off and on, off and on the whole way. Hey. So so this happened in, ni- I can tell you what, Connor. This happened in 1973. Yeah. And then after that season, they both left the Yankees and they finished their careers in 1978. Well, there we go. You know, it still keeps them being spoken about, in, in my opinion. This is nonsense. People still remember them, don't they, now more so for this thing as opposed to them being players. It's all clever. It's pretty amazing, though, that they swapped their lives. It's really amazing, isn't it? It's just kind of just nonsense. No, they agreed to swap their lives. Not just, oh, you know, let's swap wives for a week, like that telly show. I believe it's called Wife Swap. Um, so what are you swapping? They're pretty, <laughs> they much, doing, wives, they're pretty much doing the wives, same bloody kids, thing. kids, pets, homes. Yeah, but it's not that easy, is it? So you've just all of- and to fall in love with the other person. So why? Why would you just disregard your own kids? Mental. That's that's the question. Connor the finally Connor. understood what we're talking about. Uh, this is this is all. I reckon this- you and I could. I reckon you and I could swap. I reckon. Lives, I reckon they done this. Everybody thinks it's the thing. Deep down, he's still going through the back door and having a little, you know, play with his kids and seeing his mm, wife. And well, it's all just for what, the press. What he does on a Friday night. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I can. Swap- Connor, if you could swap your. If you could swap your life with anyone, who would it be? Definitely wouldn't be you because I'm allergic to cats. So that would be bad. Probably wouldn't be Mark just because I don't really know if I like your Ginger glasses. Ginger hair, to be left-handed, with you as more well. beast. <laughs> right, I don't think you have I to swap like instead of obese. things as well. I don't think that suddenly if we swap lives, you have to wear glasses and I can't. I'm just walking around part blind going, oh, I shouldn't have agreed to this life swap. <laughs> uh, I'd probably like to swap lives. To be honest with you, I'd like to swap lives with Mr. Harry Styles. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think I think there could be someone more exciting as well, I would say. Mark, what about you? Um, Here we go. Stephen Hawking. What an idiot. <laughs> a four-year-old girl that lives near Anaheim, California, so you could legitimately go to Disney World all the time and get away with it, and you've still got about 20 years ahead I of mean, you doing it. If I wanted to go to Disney World, I wouldn't go to Anaheim, California. I'd go to Orlando, but but thank you, Daniel. Disney Is it Disneyland in Anaheim? If, you, if you're going to try and burn me, get your facts right. <laughs> Who would you swap okay. your life with then, Mark? Come on. I don't know. I don't know if I would. I think I think I am the most well, amazing person on the planet, is, and therefore you're, you're, everyone would want my life. life. Why would I swap out of it? Come on, yeah, God, think about word. it. He's well, he's well happy. He's sorted. I wouldn't swap this. Uh, what about you, Dan? Not even. Um, I don't know. Someone who, someone that was at the top of their field, something maybe like a like a world class footballer. I enjoy football. Maybe you like know, the thing is, then you have to play at, football for a living, and you're no good. <laughs> yeah, it's a fair point. Um, maybe, maybe maybe like someone who's done some cool adventuring. I watched that TV show. I watched that film, Fourteen Peaks, on Netflix recently about the guy who scales fourteen mountains in six months. I'm surprised you. Uh, he, here's he the seems, question: If you swap lives with him, he seems are you cool. allowed to claim all of his achievements? Like, can you just live there out on writing books about those amazing fourteen peaks you did? I was because really speaking, that was your life. 
I was expecting a really, really boring reply from Dan, like, oh, like the head of science at St. Thomas's. No, like no, no, no. The thing is, perhaps James Corden, but I wouldn't want all of the sh** he gets online. Yeah. But then again, does he care? Does he really care? No, he doesn't care because he's a multi-multi-millionaire and Bethany from Chelmsford, he doesn't really care that you think he's a dick, to be honest with you, so... Yeah. Right, Connor, give us your last fact. Erasers, rubbers, wherever you are in the world, came about roughly 200 years after pencils, which kind of blew my mind because 200 years is a long bloody time. It happened because before the 18th century, if you made a mistake... You basically had to lick it off the page, lick your finger, rub it <laughs> off, right? And a guy accidentally dropped some rubber on a document and he saw the pencil line was removed. What it, what it fell on removed it. It's obviously quite a big old piece. He thought he was using a damp piece of bread at the time, which is what he used to erase stuff before inventing what we use today. I'm sorry, but no rubber or eraser do you drop on a page and suddenly, oh, it's disappeared. Like, there's got to be some proper vigorous action there to get rid of that bit of pencil. You can't just drop it on a page and go, oh, maybe this is the future. Oh, well, there we go. Well, yeah, Mark probably doesn't, probably not right then, mate. Probably not real, to be honest. (laughs) Cheers anyway. He's raging. That's two facts in a row that have been absolutely slammed. He is not happy. Thing is, though, how would this... But Think of it this way, Mark. Why would this have been invented like this? Why would someone have just put a rubber onto a piece of paper and sucked up some of the graphite? See, if you'd have said to me that he accidentally picked up some rubber rather than his damp bread and started rubbing with it, they'd be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Mm. But just dropping it on on a piece of paper... Bullshit. I'm not having it. Absolutely not having it. We're going a long way back. More to the fact is the fact that he discovered it after licking his finger and rubbing and using wet bread. And it was also 200 years after pencils, which which I find quite crazy because I thought you would sit there, wouldn't you, and think, what can actually erase this in an easier form than wet hovis? Isn't there something else very famous that was invented? Yeah, TVs. No, 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 no. That was invented completely out of odds with the thing that they were meant to be you know like the like the, the can, can opener and the was can invented opener. before the can that kind of thing yeah, yeah I think like the can that kind of thing was invented a long time after the can i got a question oh i thought it was before one of those things like there's mental yes what this is completely off topic but kind of related mm. to what come first the chicken and the egg thing i was yeah. thinking about this in bed the other day what the f- come first it was one of life's major debates connor it would have been oh, the egg think? well it would have been the egg how because the egg would have been born with a slight yeah, genetic. From what? So, what well, an animal that ev- the animal that it evolved from, I think, would have laid an egg, which had a slight genetic difference, which made it become the chicken. And then that chicken just had a mad life, like sleeping around and just well, produced loads. But this is the thing: it's not like it happens overnight. This would have happened over the course of you know millions and millions of years. Oh, Again, like, that might be bullshit. I think that's probably the case. Not just a busy night out in the town, though. No, 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 no. Right, last fact of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, behold, who who is Pete? I feel like you've built this up a lot more than it ever needed to be built up. Who is Pete? Who is Pete? Who is Pete? Now, now we all know the phrase that you probably say a lot when listening to this podcast and you've got kids around and Connor speaking. For Pete's sake... But who is Pete? Wow. Great. Who is Pete? 
So for Pete's sake is a replacement of for God's sake or for Christ's sake. Uh, but sometimes that's a little bit rude. So you need something more socially acceptable or less offensive. So for Pete's sake was born. And that is named after one of Jesus's disciples, Saint Peter. That is who Pete is. <laughs> he is Saint Peter. Anyway, <laughs> do you know what? I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm off. Oh, I love really- that. I it love was great that. to see you too. Oh, that's so funny. Week. You know what we've done? We've I'll te- see you Friday, all right? I'll explain something about stomachs. <laughs> we've, we've te- what? You can't get that annoyed with religion on us, Connor. We have teased Pete the whole episode, and who is it? It's like Jesus' best yeah, mate. St. Peter. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> also, bonus fact for you, February 26th, it's for Pete's sake day. So if you know a Pete, great. just do something for his sake. Celebrate for some... First Pete's sake day, February 26th. Well, look at that. A, a podcast, much like a Dan Brown novel, with an incredibly surprising religious ending. Uh, thank you very much for listening. What have we learned this week? Well, watermelons are fruits. Talking about fruits. Figs, watch out for them. It might have a wasp with its ass hanging out. And the famous Pete is the most famous Pete of all, St. Peter. Say goodbye, Mark. Bye. Say goodbye, Connor. See you later. Info at bafflepod.com is where you need to go to get in touch. We will see you next week. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.